In today's episode, we'll be talking about Man City's Reign of Terror, Barca's comeback, Ronaldo's goal controversy, Lamella's goal versus Arsenal, and Lingardino, all on Under Review. Under Review, a soccer football podcast. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast episode number nine. Unfortunately, Omo's not able to join us today, so we have a special guest here. Wait, do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Sadiq, and I am a Barca fan. Our first segment is discussion of results. Okay, so in discussion of results, we have um, a few teams on our list, and then we'll just go through each of the teams, and we'll talk about how they were been uh, they have been performing. So uh, the first team in our list, Shatiz's favorite, always, is Liverpool. All right, Liverpool, I know Shatiz has a lot to say, so Shatiz, uh, so, yeah, well, when, you, when you start talking about Liverpool... <laughs> All right. Uh, well, in the last month or so, uh, things have gone not so great. I mean, a bunch of L's in the Prem. Seems like we can't get a win at home. Uh, it's it just absolute carnage. The only good thing we have so far is Budapest. It seems to be a new fortress. Defeating Leipzig 4 0 on aggregate there. Solomon and Mane are really good in Budapest. At Anfield, I don't know what they're doing. I think there might be some sort of bug going on in Anfield. Yeah, Man City <laughs> absolutely obliterated their asses on Fe- on Feb seven and the lesser them. Champions League, you know, Champions League they've been solid, somewhat solid, and right, I mean, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat, 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 right, somewhat. And over like the the last few results, I mean, I know they lost to Chelsea and Fulham, right? But I mean, they beat Sheffield, they beat they beat Wolves. So I mean, it's not really that bad, but I mean, you know. Like the, the, the form has been improving, right? You know, so I mean, I I feel like hopefully you know with injuries and you know with everyone coming out coming back from their injuries, maybe a few people coming back from their injuries, and I mean Nat Phillips, bro, what an he's so good, he's amazing. Okay? He's the goat. He's he's the goat exactly. He's amazing. So like, he's really helping Liverpool out. Uh, obviously, I'm in the attack. I'm, Diego Yoda's back, so I'm, that, that's good. So he, he's back, and but, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he's been on great form. Kabak, I'm in. I'm glad that they did a loan move for Kabak because I mean he, he, he's horrible. Like, like Kabak. Yeah, is, I mean, does it doesn't really make sense that they have so many injuries and they would loan players out when they're native players. One yeah. reason for that is because when they pl- when the players come back, like when Van Dyke, Gomez, etc., come back, you're gonna have like 20 center backs that all want playing time. So Loney's probably a better move here. Yeah, I and mean, it, it is a good move because oh yeah, like that. Like another thing, obviously, with and especially you know look looking at Chelsea, right? They just they just barged in, got all you know got so many players from the transfer market, and then for, Timo and Kai Haver, Kai Havertz are both struggling in the Prem, right? So it's good that a loan move, especially for someone like Kabak, who's been playing in the Bundesliga, and the Bundesliga is not as highly rated as the Premier League. You know, competition's a little bit more, you know, it's a little bit more easier, right? So obviously, you know, it, it was a good move for Liverpool to loan Kabak because I personally, I don't know about other Liverpool fans, but I'm, I'm not a Liverpool, Liverpool fan either, but I personally don't like Kabak. Like, I, I, I don't know why he's pointless. I just think he's young and he could use some time to improve. I mean, it, it could be that, you know, obviously, you know, he's young. It takes time for him to adjust at Liverpool. But, I mean, you know, other than that, it, it, it's fine. You know, like, I mean, 
he's decent. I, I'm not. I don't think he's like a role or he's amazing talent or whatever. He, he's decent, really. Fair, fair enough. Mediocre. Mediocre, exactly. That's the word. Mediocre. Okay, yeah. fair. Based on recent form, I could say he's been mediocre, mm-hmm. but I think he has a good upside. He's only twenty. Mm-hmm. It's a probably. Let's go to Man City now. Man City, absolute like domination. Okay, man. Yeah. Would you think? You think? You think they can? Right, obviously, Premier League, they're gonna win Premier League. Like, come on. Okay, they're gonna win Premier League. But you think they're gonna? You think they can win Champions League? I don't know, mate. If, if they don't slip on those oil barrels, they might. <laughs> <laughs> don't slip there, but I'm sorry. Man City yeah. and Champions League don't mix. It's like oil and water. They don't mix every time. Pep fails to go past quarterfinals. It's bricking. I, I mean, there's always a chance, to be honest, when they're doing this great from As long as they don't mess up, they do have a great chance. Mm-hmm. That's been the same narrative for the past six years or whatever. And yet yeah, every but, time they get knocked but, out. I mean, last year, last year they weren't doing as well, but this year they're obliterating. I mean, they obviously did obliterate a few years ago, too, and they didn't make it in, but I, I don't know. I guess it's just up to, up to, mm-hmm. up to luck, maybe. I mean, here's the thing, though. The last time Man City obliterated the league was 1718. And look what happened to them in the Champions League. Fell apart to Liverpool. Yeah, that's true. But, true. Wait, but again, Liverpool that year did win, right? I mean, they were really no, they, they, they lost no. to Real. Oh, they lost right. to Real. Yeah, they won 18-19, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, they won the year before, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing with me, I feel like, you know, an upside for Man City is their defense has always, like, her, their defense has never, like, even compare, even your, even even when you take and take the Man City team right now and you compare it to, you know, the 17-18 Man City team, I'm, the defense is, like, rock solid. Ruben Diaz and John Stones are letting nothing go behind them, okay? They're, like, like they have been putting up some insane numbers, okay? And then, obviously, Jacques Cancelos yeah, are... Uh, Gundogan also. Gundogan's been putting in some work. So, yeah. You also got to see the Champions League draw because they, they, if Man City make it through Dortmund, they have either Bayern or Paris. So, it's a tough draw. It's a really tough draw. True, true. true. Well, I think we should hold off the Champions League until later. Moving on, we should go to Ohm. If he is here, he'd have a lot to say. Man United. Man United. Ohm is there. Uh, you know, quick background about Ohm. He's in Texas right now, which is why he's missing the podcast. So, uh, that. But other than that, I'm in. I'm Man United. They have been sort of slipping out, you know. But they're still second in the league. But they had good- and they did beat Man City, even though like Man City, I had Man City had like 23 shots, and Man you have like like six. But they still beat Man City. Obviously, a goal from uh, my boy Penendez. All right. Another penalty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys and then they did lose to Leicester, though. They yeah, did lose to Leicester. And then with, uh, what was his name? Ian Nacho's um, brace. But uh, in, the, in the FA Cup quarterfinal. But other than that, they beat Milan. Milan's a really strong team, obviously. Syria powerhouse this year. And they did beat Milan to go ahead in the Europa League quarterfinals. And I think they're playing against Granada. And Granada, I mean, you know, I, you know, obviously the Spain teams are really good. You know, Granada is really good. <laughs> but uh, no, Granada should be in like it should be an easy win for Menu. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Overall, they've been doing pretty good, mm-hmm. even though they've lost a few games that they shouldn't have. I think overall exactly. they've, they've maintained their form. Mm-hmm. They're pretty mediocre at best. 
Just that's quite interesting. Exactly. Mediocre. Okay. I can go with that. Yeah. But I mean, uh, speaking of mediocrity, go to Real Madrid. Yo, me. Who? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, what? Medi- wait, what? Mediocrity, bro. Yeah, what do you mean? Okay, listen, this is the thing. Okay. No, 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 Madrid no, 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 Real Madrid Atalanta 3 1 and yet again, bro. Oh my god, Kareem Benzema is absolutely good. Elche, bro. Kareem Benzema with a brace, bro. Okay, that was disappointing. I we should have absolutely obliterated Atletico, but I I don't know why it was a tie. And then a tie again at Sociedad, which is you know, we're not gonna talk about that, but (laughs) that like. Like we we've been doing semi decent, I feel like. We've been doing I, think I think you're maybe decent in terms of the score, like the fact that you're winning or losing, but like the fact that you're only scraping through and you're not showing good football, okay, that's concerning because sooner or later you're gonna slip up, okay? Because those one goal margins they won't always last. When we're routinely putting up like like fifteen shots every single game. Are you putting them inside the goal? That's what matters. It doesn't matter if you have like fifteen it shots. Didn't put the goal. It's just not as much, okay? And obviously, um, we, we're also struggling with injuries. You know, obviously, Sergio Ramos uh, was out. Karim Benzema was out. We, you know, uh, and Eden Hazard, he's been hogging the freaking hospital ever since he joined Real Madrid. But, uh, I, I, like, other than that, La Liga is still a close call, okay? La Liga is still a close call. We can't. We don't know who's going to win, right? Atletico don't have a good, you know, fair shot because the, their lead's getting, you know, slimmer and slimmer. Barca, they've been on form, so even Barca could catch up, or maybe even Real Madrid, you know, past winners, obviously, you know, back-to-back. Hopefully that happens. Uh-huh. We'll- and also, hold on, hold on, remember, remember, we're the only team from Spain who are actually in the Champions League. Okay? I mean, so. is that, does that really make a different uh, thing in La Liga? Does it really matter? No, I mean, La Liga yeah, so, does matter. I mean, La does Liga matter, and- but does the fact that you're in the Champions League doesn't really matter to La Liga in this race? I mean, it does, because Champions League is, like, oh, yeah. you know, other really than, strong. Other than you guys having less rest and more games on your schedule, I don't see how that's a benefit. The game against Liverpool was practice. I'm sorry, Shatiz, but it's practice for the El Clasico, okay? So, hey, 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 hey. I'm not going to make a comment here. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for that for the prediction section. I won't make my comments about that game quite yet. Okay. Be humble, okay. my guy. Speaking about, you know, another team in Spain, we'll hand it over to Sadiq with Barcelona. Barcelona. In Barcelona, they've just been killing it, okay? All right. They, they're just constant demolishment, okay? The people at the beginning of the season, they were like, you know, Barcelona get relegated. They're not even going to make it top four, okay? You see them now. They're hitting six. Six past uh, Sociedad, man. That's just pure class, okay? I got it. I listen. All right. Listen, as- Fan, I gotta admit, Barcelona has been killing it. Okay, yes. PSG versus Barcelona, aggregate five two PSG, bro. They've yeah, been okay, killing okay, it. I understand. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've been topic, killing for every single competition. What do you get? The topic Champions League. Okay, let me talk again. Again, first game uh, atrocious. Yeah, Barcelona were trash. Um, not not denying that they weren't good. I mean, obviously PSG was made through both legs, but. I say Barcelona was a much better Barcelona side in the first, second leg. That's for sure. Yeah, much better Barcelona. They just Messi just came in. That's uh, much better. Everyone else is just I mean, absolutely. Unless you no. watch the game, you can't make any comments. Basically. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll tell you what. I watched a few minutes of that game. Messi had a good goal. Also missed a pen. The rest were dodgy in that game, but doesn't excuse yeah. the fact you guys lost five to one aggregate. 
In the league, you guys yeah, have been good. Yeah, I said. The first game, the first leg, I completely say, yeah, Barcelona's really bad. But I would, like, in terms of both legs, okay, but yeah, Barcelona didn't make it through. But second, the second leg, second they're leg. much better. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me rephrase, let me, let me take us, you know, take the audience back to what Sadiq said earlier when we were talking about Real Madrid, right? Barcelona had 21 shots. All right, the gaming is PSG. She has seven shots. Barcelona has twenty-one shots, but the odds the shots are going in. Yeah, they're That's not the going point. in. Second, second, <laughs> second leg. Like, none of them go. None of them went in because Dembele scored for his life. Sadiq, I want to know why wasn't it going in? Because Dembele, you know, Vinicius Junior came to Dembele. He was like, "Let me give you a few tips," and then Dembele couldn't score. <laughs> junior is breaking. British Junior, the, the man needs a speed limit. Okay, my man's hitting fifty miles per hour, sixty miles. Per hour. He, he, he's like a Lambo. All right, okay? and the refs in the PSG game are atrocious, bro. Atrocious. All right, the, the refs. I will give you. I, I will give you that. The refs. I mean, it has been horrible for the past few games, even Champions League and other games. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah. refs, you do have a the refs. They yeah, have been. The refs have been sus. Yeah. I'll end off this Barca segment here. Yeah, I'll say Griezmann's so, been really on form. The yeah. Champions League was not good for Barca, but overall, I think their 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 uh, chance of winning the league is actually kind of high right now. They have a yeah. chance, depending on how yeah. this team, yeah. as Real Madrid does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they do have a chance. All right, All right let's move on to Atletico Madrid. Uh, Atletico, I and mean, I feel like they have been flipping off. That's that's what I feel like when it comes to Atletico. Okay? I feel like their defense mentality. It hasn't been really working, you know. Obviously, they're, they're much more defensive side, and they're always getting they're always getting staved by Luis Suarez. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that dependence on Luis Suarez to come and save them that's gonna bite them back in the future. I feel like. Yeah, since we've last since we've last talked on this podcast, they've been really off form. Only a few wins, quite a few losses. A heck of a mm-hmm. lot of draws. Chelsea absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. They, I think yeah, it's just I, their defensive like, play. They can, they won't be able to score goals. They just sit back too much, and because Suarez is attacking instead of the fact that he used to play Barcelona, who attacks like that's the only reason because he's able to get those goals. And if it wasn't for him, they'd be the dumps. That you know, I I agree with Sadiq, right? So like the the thing is like you know Simeone needs to look back and you know stop doing you know stop parking the bus all the time because you know. Obviously, like, yeah, like they, their attack, and and that also, I feel like, like dilutes their attacking power, right? Since they're so defensive, all their attackers are used to that defensive mentality that they're not attacking as much, right? Suarez is putting in the goals, but other than Suarez, Jao Felix started off really hot, and then now he's kind of off. Lamar had like a few assists, and then he's he's kind of off. Marcos Llorente, he like scores every now and then, and I'm an everyone else. I, I think like, I think he's probably the most young highlight that there is in there. Like, there's nobody else that can mm-hmm. shine other than Suarez, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. I think for Simeone being the most highest paid coach, I believe. If I saw if I, I saw an infographic the other day that said Simeone is the highest paid ref or sorry ref um coach, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think. Because he's the highest paid, he should be able to fix his tactics, or he's, he's expected to. Exactly, and and again, like this could bite them back. The lead, you know, obviously their lead is getting smaller and smaller yeah. as the La Liga and goes by. Have... And they're out of every single competition except for La Liga. So if they don't fix something, they could very well, you know, lose their chances of winning a La Liga title. Yeah, yeah. and La Liga we also have really the. 
Barcelona Atletico game where hopefully they lose more points if Barcelona wins. Hopefully, so that's another hit. I'm not gonna lie, as a technical neutral in La Liga, a Barcelona would be really good for the title race. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Serie A, we will go to Juventus, Ronaldo's team. Ronaldo faces more misery on top of each other. Listen, bro, <laughs> Juventus, I, like, I don't know what's wrong with Juventus, okay? Like, they routinely get, like, 20 shots every single game. I, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't understand what's going on with Juventus, bro. I don't know what's going on either. Like, they're, they're out here bricking every other minute. I, I think, think, I think that some of it has to be Porto. I don't know what they're doing. They're really off form, and I don't think they have the chance to win the league anymore. Yeah, but I think some of it has to do with the fact that um, the coach is young, and he, he just doesn't have the experience to change it around super quickly. That is true. I, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, it's not even something like, like a majority of, like, the problems – is stemming from Perlo, right? Perlo hasn't coached a team. I understand he's like a really good player and everything, but I mean, this this is Perlo's first job, right? Juve, I mean, there are, men, there, there are so many other mar- managers in the market. They shouldn't have gone for Perlo. I think their Perlo like, yeah. like Frank Lampard and Chelsea, kind of like a pig tribute to his playing time there, but not, not a good decision for a top club. Yeah, exactly. And it's especially when, I mean, it's about this, Juve signed Ronaldo, right, to get the Champions League, right? And you, you, you know how much Ronaldo wants to win the Champions mm-hmm. League every single year, right? So, and obviously you have Buffon. Buffon's still playing. Only reason Buffon's still playing with Juve is to win a Champions League. And then, you know, maybe they, you know, like Juve, with their form, they're struggling to, like, attract. Like, like better players. I think right? in general, too, Syria and their dominance of world football has just gone down too. You know, you don't. I mean, you don't dominate. Not dominance, but they don't. They're not. They're not competing for Europe as much because what Syria team is there now in Europe? Yeah, you know. And I mean, it's feeling. I feel like. It's it's really have to do with like their reliance on Ronaldo. I feel like that, that that's that's like the main thing, right? Their reliance on Ronaldo. Morata is also showing up really well. He's doing so much better than he did at Atletico. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like Morata's killing it. I mean, I mean, Ronaldo. Obviously, Ronaldo has like like I think like close to thirty goals this season. So I mean, Ronaldo's doing fabulous. Dybala has been on you know off form. Dybala has been struggling, right? And so, obviously, you know, like Dabala, he's he's off form. And then Chiesa is actually decent. Chiesa was a great pickup for Juve. I think he's he's putting in some assists. So, it was a great pickup for Juve. Yeah, Chiesa is those crosses, as regards. Exactly. But overall, like, also their defense has been horrific this season. I I, I don't know about, like, horrific, but they haven't been up to par. Chesney, I feel like they should move on from Chesney. I don't know if he's if he's still a really good goalkeeper. So I feel like they should move on from Chesney. Even even Chesney's getting old, right? So if they should find try to find like a younger goalkeeper, maybe a Donnarumma, maybe someone else. Uh Delict is somewhat decent. They obviously they need to work on replacing Chiellini and Bonucci. They're both getting old and they're they both started to fall off a bit. 
and I'm even, even Alexander, even Alexandro is horrible. I don't even know why they signed Danilo. Like, th- like signing Danilo, is, that was weird. Yeah, I think overall they made some tough decisions that ultimately cost them. I think they yeah. love to see next year how they go. But uh, moving on, mm-hmm. we're going to Bayern Munich of Germany. So, so far, looking at their form after their, like, tough patch of games after the um, Club World Cup final, they've been winning every game. I think yeah. they're back to their normal stuff. Winning 4-0, destroying Lazio, destroying Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Although he did, uh, I think Robert Lewandowski is injured, really? I think. He's, he's out. Yeah, he's out for two weeks, I think. He got injured during international matches. So, yeah, I think he's out for That's two weeks. That's not very good. Um, yeah. That is not good. I mean, I think, but mm, he'll, probably, he'll probably come back, though. He'll probably come back because April 3rd is, yeah, he'll, he'll probably be able to come back. Like Maybe. So, I mean, do you think so? I think he can. He'll be able to come back. I think he'll miss, he'll miss the first leg of the Champions League and he'll miss the game against Leipzig. But he'll be able to come I back. I think it's a great time to see how well they can do without him. That is true. That is true, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, same same thing with Bayern, right? I feel like if you take Lewandowski out of the picture, right, then they're, they're a whole different team, yeah. right? You, you don't know how good they're going to be. If you, just, if you take Lewandowski out of the picture, they, they depend a lot on Lewandowski. And if you just take him out, yeah, if you, if you just take Lewandowski out, right, We'll just have to see because I'm like, who's their backup? Oh, Trooper Motang, right? Trooper Motang's their backup striker. Yeah, right? but he's more yeah. of a sub sub. He's a super sub. He could. He yeah. could. He could, yeah. He could. Okay. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Paris Saint Germain for from League One. Uh, Garbage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, all right. The Champions League—they've been doing good, but I mean, it's—it's it's, they've got—they've got a lot of drama around them. That's the thing. They got a lot of work to do. They—they're not playing great football. Yeah. I think the fact that they're only doing good in uh, league one is because the league one teams aren't up to par with the amount of talent. They I'm have. sorry. Are they even doing good in league one? They're tied to Lille right now, and they're only three points ahead of Lyon. Yeah. They might not even win the league this year. No, I, I, no, no I think they're definitely going to win the league because I think they're facing either. I think they might be facing Lyon. No, not Lyon. Lil soon. So they might beat them. Yeah, they're, they're facing Lil on uh, April 3rd. If, if yeah, Lil wins, that's over for and them. They, and a few days ago, they just beat Lil in a different competition. So there's definitely a great chance they can beat Lil down. So hey. they're going to be three points up. Oh, yeah. They beat Lil, they beat Lil in the yeah. French Cup. Yeah. That, that I, don't, I think they're going to win. But the fact they're not going to win by a great margin. But they're definitely going to win because they're just too OP. The, the, the other teams can't compete with the amount of talent they had and the money. You know, money always talks. That is true. like the only reason PSG is doing so good is because they have such good players. Other, other than like, other than that, like they they haven't been playing really good football, right? Neymar has been injured and injury prone all the time, right? Uh, I mean, Mbappe he's obviously putting in goals and stuff like that, but I mean that could be because of obviously the um <clears throat> excuse me the quality of the league. He just and. You know, like, it, 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 go ahead, go ahead. You saw not, uh, PSG got beaten by, by Nantes, okay? You know, none of them showed up there. But if you think about it, PSG yeah. now are not, not even doing good. And they PSG was up, like, 3-0. And then they still managed to have Lyons put two goals in, right, when they had it considerably. That's not good signs. And the fact that, say, maybe if Mbappe leaves or Neymar leaves, they're, they're going to fall apart. 
that is true. If 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 Neymar or Mbappe is out for any game, they they look really vulnerable this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they'll fit out in the Champions League, but we'll have to see how they do in the league in the Champions League. I think we'll see soon enough. Welcome to game development. In this segment, we talk about things that happen during the game on the pitch. It could be form, goals, injuries, a game, anything. So starting off, we'll talk about the Rui Patricio injury in the Liverpool versus Wolves game. Yeah, I mean, injury, obviously, it, it, it was kind of sad. Uh, I, I think Connor Cody hit him or something like that, right? If, if, if yeah, possible, I'm not mistaken. basically what happened was, um, I think he was making a pass, but Salah had a run. He was caught. He was he was offside, but he wasn't flagged. So then Salah runs. He moves to the side, but then Cody, in an effort to try to stop Salah, ends up hitting uh, Patricio in the head with his knee. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of fault of the referee there for not or the linesman for not showing offside. You know, it's clearly offside. Yeah. So that was a point made by Klopp some time ago about the fact that uh, sometimes referees let them play on, but then you see the fact that the reason that they do let the play go on is that in the case that it wasn't a offside and that's a that's a goal that you're taking away from the team right so you got both, both sides to the uh, situation so mm-hmm. makes sense makes sense but i'm in you know again uh, i hope he recovers i hope he's okay and i hope uh you know he has a speedy recovery because uh, you know I mean, it was really serious, and he, he's he's an instrumental. You know, he's really instrumental uh, for Wolves. So Wolves are really gonna struggle without Rui Patricio uh, for the next few games. Yeah, I also hope Rui Patricio re- recovers really fast. He has a year that's coming up. Maybe he can play in that. I think right now he really couldn't afford to get injured. I hope he has a really speedy recovery. I think as is everybody. True. All right, so let's now go to the Manchester Derby. Uh, obviously, Man United versus Man City. Uh, um, you know, obviously, Man United broke City's, um, I think, wait, what is it, 22 game or 21 game? Yeah, it's 22. 21, wait. Uh, 22 uh, yeah. game streak. 22 game winning streak. Um, and, I mean, obviously, you know. Last year, you would expect us to do that. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, if you look at the stats, like, 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 like I, I can run through some stats. And it's it's just absolute domination. Shots, Man, U, Man, Man City had 23, Man U had 8. Shots on target, they had the same shots on target. Possession, Man City had 66%, Man U had 34. Uh, passes, Man U had 715, Man City, no, sorry, Man City had 715, Man U had 374. Pass accuracy, Man City had 89, Man U had 78. So overall, it was utter domination by Man, Man City. Just that, obviously, you know, Man U were the ones who scored goals, right? Yeah, I think and what uh, Jose said the, about one of the games against Man City, you take the shots, we take the win. I think that, I think that quote is true here. Exactly. I was going to say, you take the shots, we take the win. I was going to say that. Yeah, but they had four times the shots, yet they didn't get one into the back of the net. Fernandez and uh, Luke Shaw somehow scored. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to Lamelo's absurd goal against Arsenal. Holy shit! Lamelo, no, not why am I calling Lamelo? Lamelo, Lamelo goal. Why am I calling him Lamelo? You're watching a bit too much basketball there. <laughs> Facts. Lamelo, uh, Lamelo. Oh my god, it was crazy. Regulion lost his mind. <laughs> He's on mid game. My yeah. man went crazy. 
And the audacity to even try that chart during a game is insane. <laughs> Let alone it going in. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was surprised. No, but no, Lamella's known for his, uh, what is it, for his uh, Rabonas. Lamella does yeah. a lot. So it makes sense. Like, like men could pull it off if if he'd want to. He could pull it off. It was a med. Yeah, then he meg. I think he megged. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Partey. Thomas Partey. Yeah. And so I'm mean, definitely goal of the season contender. Definitely. Yeah, easily. I think what what we should note here is that in a classical Lamella fashion, he got a bit too aggressive and got sent off <laughs> later in the game. Oh, yeah. Classical Lamella fashion. True. True. He did get sent off, but the yeah, the Rabona, I mean, it is just amazing. Yeah, that that was some a little bit of you know like cheeky bit of skill, and yeah, yeah def- definitely goal of season contender. Definitely, yeah, the, even Puskas award contender. Who knows? Maybe even Puskas award. Possibly, yeah, we'll have to see. Possibly. I mean, great goal. Ultimately, yeah. he didn't win them the game, but he tried. He tried. Yeah. He tried. Moving uh, on, we have uh, 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 was a lot uh, to say about this uh, one. Ronaldo's goal controversy. This was just the most BS ref thing you could do. This, like, this, this is the biggest robbery in soccer. Yeah, okay, come on. I do like, like one of the biggest robberies in soccer. Like even if they did not have war, they could just replay the footage. They don't even need war. All they need is just a simple camera to see that it was in goal. I think sad. here, I it, and there's no doubt whether or not it went in. It clearly went in. I think yeah. the bigger issue here is there's no VR or even goal technology. Goal-line technology has been a thing since the 2014 World Cup. Yeah. We're talking about the 2022 World Cup qualifiers. That's two World Cups later. They should exactly. have these goal-line technology. And VAR is a thing last World Cup. They have to have it. And I saw, I, I remember seeing a post by ESPN FC saying that, stating that Ronaldo overreacted on this. And I, I don't know what they're thinking, but, like, Matt, it, with, if you play the World Cup qualifiers, an official game, you have all this tech. Well, VAR can rule out a goal because your shoulder was an inch offside, but they can't have the technology in a World Cup qualifier to do this. I don't think he overreacted. I'll be just as mad. Maybe even madder, but yeah, especially because he's the captain of the country. He's done so much. Uh, it was exactly. game one or two. I mean, critical points. It's not even that. It raises a question. This raises a question about consistency. Oh, yeah, yeah. Game, right? It raises a question about consistency in, ga- in games, right? Why do you have VAR? Yeah, it's like if, if you're going to do VAR, if you're going to do something, right? If you're going to do goal line technology, it's VAR and goal line technology in every single stadium or nothing at all, right? You can't, you can't have some competitions. Oh, yeah, we'll do VAR in some. But because, you know, Serbia can't afford to put VAR in their stadiums because they're broke, we're not going to do VAR in Serbia, right? We, you can't do that, right? And, you know, that, that obviously raises some questions. And, you know, it's about, it's about staying consistent, right? Obviously, like, you, you know, you got, you got to treat – you got to make sure that every single player, that every single team has an equal, you know, has an equal footing. So we got to make sure that we can provide that. And, with v, you know, obviously with VA, VAR and everything, you know – if if you're gonna do VAR, okay, if if that's the thing, if that's the decision, is to do VAR, then you need to do it on every single stadium, not just like one stadium. That is all true. I think really this this shows the inconsistency of FIFA and the refereeing is is a clear blatant goal should have been allowed, should have been a game winner. If it impacts the club, if it impacts the club World Cup, World Cup qualifiers, and so our standing goes, then there might be some there might be some uh, backlash and controversy. Yeah, and the fact that 
Yeah, the fact that it was supposed to be a game-winning goal. If it was, you know, they were up by two, it's not it's not that bad. But the fact that they could have won and got three points from this, this makes it worse. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Moving on from a uh, five-time Ballon d'Or winner to a possibly this year Ballon d'Or winner, the way he's going, Lingardino. <laughs> Lingard has been on his the form of his life, okay? Lingard has been amazing, okay? Like, he, he, we went from bench former Man United to, like, obviously getting reselected for the England team. He's putting up insane numbers, I think. He's, he's put, like, five goals, two assists, and, like, seven seven or six appearances mm-hmm. for West Ham. And he already has an assist um, uh, against uh, – yeah, for the England team. He already has an assist in, like, I think two appearances. And, oh, so, I mean, he, he, he's just been on the form of his life. It shows that he can play, you know, he can play again in a top team, right? I don't know if she, if he should go back to Man United. Not, I no. feel like, you know, they have, they have Bruno already. So, I feel like, you know, he should move away from Man United. But either staying with West Ham for the next season, if they do make it into Champions League or Europa League, if they do get some European football, or going to, like, another big team, right? Maybe maybe Arsenal, maybe, you know, like – or maybe, maybe like, a mid-table, mid-tier, like, Premier League team, right? Everton or something like that, right? I think I think we still need to be cautious about Lingard because, again, it's it's been, okay, a few, yeah, a few months. But considering how he fell out, like, a few years ago and how good he was a few years ago, we still need to be see how, how consistent can he be. Can he, will he get overconfident and screw it up again? I, I don't know. I feel like the, the main thing was he didn't get playing time. Yeah, I know, but there was also, I mean, he got all that fame, and it let, I think if, I think it got to him, to an extent, it did get to him, and then it kind of affected him, because he thought, you know, so good, you know, he can't fall down, and he just, do, just can't do anything bad, you know. That is possible, but I don't think we can say anything about that quite yet. I think all of Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I just said, we just be cautious, we can't, like, praise him, and so, you know, he's going to score 30 goals or something this season, but we've got to see how long... He can keep us up. He's doing good, that's for sure. Our next segment is Player of the Month. We pick a nominee, we discuss why, and then we vote and choose our Player of the Month uh, for you know for this episode. Okay, so I'll start off with my nomination. I feel like Jesse Lingard should be nominated. The man's been on the form of his life. Uh, in the past, I think he played eight games, five goals, three assists, uh, one for the England national team and five goals and two assists uh, for uh, West Ham. So I feel like he's been doing really good, and, yeah, he should get a nomination. All right, that's all very fair. I think this might be a bit partial here, but I want to nominate Nat Phillips for Player of the Month. I, I've watched so many Liverpool games, and I've never seen one center back since Van Dyke's injury play this good. He's playing like prime Maldini right now. He, he's actually carrying Liverpool's defense. True, true, true. Makes sense. Nat Phillips has been doing really good. Really been for Liverpool. Okay. And uh, my player that I picked, again, it might be a little less impartial, but I think it'd be like Antoine Griezmann. You know, he's he's starting to show what he's capable of, trying to uh, be the player that he always was and try to put a place in the team. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. You know, for, you know, uh, I think. First, the for his first season he was struggling, but now he's been doing much better. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he has patches of like goals and assists, but he just needs to keep it coming consistently. But he's doing much better than last season. Yeah. All right. Fair. 
All so right. now that we have our nominees, let's uh, get voting. So, uh, Goku, do you want to start off? Um, I'll stick with my person. I, I feel like Jesse Lingard, you know, he should deserve the nomination. And he should, yeah. So I'll, no, I'll, I'll, vote for, I'll vote for Jesse Lingard. Sadiq? Uh, I'll just, you know, I might I might go with Nat Phillips just for the because of the fact that, well, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously a Barcelona fan, so I'll see Griezmann there, but. Yeah. He hasn't completely stuck to his price tag, but he's doing well. But maybe once he once he put, starts being completely consistent, then I'll stick by him through and through. But the fact that your center back is a tough time doing well, so that's pretty good. All right, and I will also stick with Matt Phillips because he's carried Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool would have beaten Leipzig without him. I mean, he got Champions League man of the match, I believe, once, if not both legs. He also got a few league man of the matches. Okay, so our under review player of the month for episode nine is Nat Phillips from Liverpool. Welcome to this segment called Interesting Developments, where we talk about things related to football but outside the pitch. So to start, we'll talk about the Norway Germany protests. Okay, so norm uh, uh, background, a little bit of background. Norway and Germany protested uh, the human rights violations in Qatar. Over their, you know, obviously their uh, 2022 World Cup preparations, and uh, and so Norway and uh, Norway, yeah, Jor- ha, Norway and Germany decided to protest by using, you know, I think Germany did like shirts and they like spelled out human rights. I think Norway also brought out like a like a special kit with like stop the human rights, uh, whatever violations. I think Norway is actually planning to boycott uh, the 2022 World Cup if there was no action. So, uh, yeah, if there's if FIFA doesn't take any action um, against Qatar, so, so do you think like, this right? my reaction to this is the fact that um, it's a little too little too late kind of thing because you see this was supposed to be done like years ago, right? And not just by wearing shirts. Talk is going to be talk. It's not. They're still going to go to the World Cup. Like people will say things. They'll still go and participate. Okay. This is a minor inconvenience. They're supposed these FAs that were supposed to be doing something of much larger scale much before this, if they really want to change. Yeah, I mean, Sadiq does have a point. We know it's kind of too late, right? Obviously, yeah. with COVID, a bunch of international tournaments have been scheduled for this year, and I mean, like due to COVID, if we didn't have COVID, then FIFA could have done something, maybe change it to some other country or whatever with stadiums, like an old country, maybe. But now, I mean, it, it, it's too late now. Right? Even without definitely- COVID, bro, it's business. They wouldn't change it. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's the money coming in. That, that's that's what yeah. the money talks in in the real world, right? Yeah. I mean, if you take the football con, if you take the football concept out of it, FIFA's a business, and they yeah. want to. That's the main goal of the thing. I right? obviously yeah, to yeah. promote football, but they also want to make money. Yep. You have a point. I think overall it's a good thing that they protested, but it might be uh, ineffective or too little too late. Moving mm-hmm. on, we got something that I, I'm a bit triggered about. Trent Alexander Arnold <laughs> getting completely snubbed off the England lineup. I'm sorry, you can't put. You, you told me Trent's dipped because of form. You put in Eric Dyer. No. Who's Eric Dyer? Correct point, all right? Trent's defensive skills have absolutely. Been rubbish this yeah. I'm sorry, it's actually been good if you watch the film, but you clearly don't watch it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen enough film that I need to see. Okay? I saw what uh, you, you, uh, da, da, da. All right, let me finish this. Let me, let me tell you something. If you watch the recent game, Trent's ratings have actually been around eight to nine. 
because of his defensive performances. He's been commended for it by by multiple pundits. Yeah, no. maybe two, maybe a few games, but like overall, really. You guys don't worry his defensive performances. I feel like it, it's also do with like the form of the entire team, right? Yeah. Trent, you see, he's coming in, so maybe maybe um, that that also plays in, you know. That, that also plays into a, a player's performance, right? You know, the, the overall feel or whatever, right? For example, for Jesse Lingard, with West Ham, he's back in form. West Ham are winning games, and he's much more happier, right? His mental health, he's much more happier. Whereas Trent, you know, Liverpool haven't been, you know, sorry, Shatiz, but you know, they haven't been good for the past month, right? And I think Shatiz would agree with that too, you know? And that could also bring, you know, bring a loss of morale, Maybe I'm a, maybe that's what Southgate was looking for. Maybe like you know, he just want like low morale players, I guess. And so maybe he probably uh, trying to just sit out for this. I I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll definitely come back. You're a 2020, he'll definitely come back. Yeah, right? and there's not a chance he won't. Yeah. But like I'm just saying, he's I gonna come on. Like to, to end to end this like Trent stuff thing, I'll be fine if Trent was off because of his form. But Eric Dyer's there. That's that makes it unjust. I mean, Eric Dyer isn't doing that bad. I mean, he's probably. I mean, is he starting? Really no, just, but the fact exactly. he's selected for the squad says a lot. Yeah, but he's uh, he's doing okay and he's mediocre. And Trent, it's just, he's, he's not doing Trent okay. Unless you watch Tottenham now, he's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you look at the teams that they're playing, San Marino, Albania. Okay, Poland's a strong team, but San Marino and Albania—they're not—they're they're not doing much, right? So I mean, it it, it it shouldn't really matter for Trent, you know, like he shouldn't really take it personally. He's still going to be in the England team. I bet you he's going to be in the Euro squad, right? It's not that that's not going to happen. It's just Southgate just wanted to rotate. That's all. All right. I don't, I don't think you should take it personally. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on. We got Tottenham out of the Europa League. Frauds. Tot- Tottenham being Tottenham, to be honest. I mean, they just, I, yeah. See, like, yeah, the, the coach, the, the man was in jail, bro. Their coach, Dinamo <laughs> was in jail. <laughs> No oh, excuses. No excuses, bro. No excuses. They didn't have a coach. <laughs> <laughs> the coach was arrested, bro. I, I, it was it was a good uh, performance from uh, the hat trick. Yeah. Or, yeah, or six. Was, yeah six. They, especially is the last goal. He just flew through the defense. Like, I mean, that, no. I mean, you know what Jose said after the end of the game. You know, he does have a point, right? Like, like the, the team has to be putting in the 100% every single time they come out to the field, right? And that's what they weren't doing. That is true. But again, there are no excuses for such a big loss. All we can do is commend Orsic and laugh at Chelsea and Tottenham at this point. Yeah. Exactly. And, I, you know, that, that really questions the seriousness of the Tottenham players. You know, are they, are they really that serious? Do they actually want to win, you know? Uh, I understand they haven't won any trophies, but – I mean, I would I would suspect that they would have that hunger to win, right? But I mean, this is just just rubbish behavior. Like I I don't understand what they're doing. So it really questions the seriousness of the Tottenham players and whether they actually want to win or not. Yeah, that's all true. So then, moving on, we have going from London to London. Tuchel's greatness. He's on like he's on a big undefeated streak. Beat like okay. Lowe, beat Athletic, beat a lot of other teams. He's been yeah. great since he moved in. Chelsea. Um, Things like super like he didn't like I think Tuchel's managing thing. It's it's been more like was well, a Simeone, bro. They haven't been really scoring, but you know they they've been pulling out the wins. You know, if, especially uh, FA Cup quarterfinals, they beat Sheffield. The Athletic the Athletic won. That's a big win. 
uh, against Everton. That's a big win. Liverpool, well, I mean, that was a big win. I mean, although Liverpool is kind of bad. I, mean, I don't know if it's a big hey. win or not, but <laughs> I think against Man United, that's good. So it's, yeah, they really turn things around. They really turn They're things around. They're winning, but uh, I feel like. He is winning, but not at great margins. He's definitely good, much better than what Lampard did, but he has to show it a little bit more with the style of football and things. Because yeah, they, uh, they've been, just, to be honest, they just been drawing a winning in one one nil margins. Okay, and uh, it's not it's not too early to say that he's great and he's gonna like win so many titles, but you know it's, he's obviously doing better. It's a resurgence. That's all we th- are saying. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a resurgence of form. Chelsea have been better. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you need. That's all. That's all you need, right? Just to boost the morale, and then eventually, you know, things will kick in. Yeah. So we can't really say too much about how to don't tell will pan out, but we can mm-hmm. just say for now he's doing really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on from one really, really good coach to one really, really, really good player, Messi breaking Xavi's record. So for some yeah. context, Messi officially has more appearances for Barcelona than Xavi does. Which is a big thing because Javi's been there for God knows how long. <laughs> so Lionel Messi is officially Barcelona's most, uh, Barcelona's player with the most appearances. Yep, and he put a great performance that day in the game. Got a brace and two beautiful goals too. Yeah, Messi. You know, we've been seeing a resurgence in form. You know, at the beginning of the season, he was absolute like shite. Depressed. Bro. But I, I think, you know, again, it, it, it's, it's with the morale, right? You know, obviously, it's not that Barca is a bad team. It's just there was a whole, like, dark cloud hanging around Barca after yeah, yeah, this, what happened with Bartomeu and everything. Yeah, this and, might trigger uh, you, uh, Goku, but I did see a stat earlier a few days ago that Messi has been involved in more goals in Madrid in 2021. Okay, listen. <laughs> You okay. take the stats. You take the stats. We take the trophies. Jose Perino. You take the stats. We take the trophies. Okay. You're taking no trophies, dumbass. You're literally like on the edge. I will refer to this code all right, in the next episode when Madrid be lifting the Champions League in La Liga. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just watch. Okay, just watch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've heard that story 57 times. Moving Mo- on. Moving on from one goat uh, in the 21st century to the goat in the 21st Not century. Me, uh, hell yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, absolute superhuman demigod, okay? Call him a demigod. I don't care. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. You might need to calm down on those. Com- on those yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. Oh, Ronaldo, a little bit of background. Ronaldo officially acknowledged that he beat Pele. So, and he, 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 I think he counted Pele's goals against like the military team or whatever, which was, I think, 769, I think. And Ronaldo hit 770. And so Ronaldo officially acknowledged that he beat Pele. Uh, Pele and, you know, Pele gave him congratulations. And Pele said that what Ronaldo said was true. And so it was a big moment because, you know, even with Messi's goals, you know, when Messi's, I think, like, the most goals for a single team, like, with a single team, I think Pele and Santos, uh, they, they were really, like, beefing it out. They are like, oh, no, Messi didn't do it. Pele played these, these many games. Pele's still the number one scorer, whatever. He has a 1,000 goals, blah, 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 stuff like that, right? 
But I think – and, you know, Pele's been his, – his image was being pushed down, and he's, he was – you know, he was the butt of so many memes. You know, I mean, the, they were making fun of Pele. You know, oh, as soon as someone beats him, he's going to bring up goals. He, he's going to break up all, all his goals that he scored against, like, like 16-year-olds or something like that. So it was good that Pele finally acknowledged, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's tally. It shows that he's moving away. And, you know, and obviously I, I feel like a big thing, you know, was his ego. You know, his ego was kind of hurt because when, you know, Messi and Ronaldo were breaking his records. So it's a good thing he's moving away from that. And it shows a good, you know, it shows an example to, to the world. And obviously it helps to retain his image. Yeah, that's all very true. Very true. But what I will say is, Tennis and this little segment about Messi about Ronaldo is Messi will overtake Ronaldo at the end of his career. Yes, oh, definitely. That I mean, we'll we'll see how Ronaldo plays. We'll see, we'll I see. Mean, right, hold we'll up, thirty six, and you know he he's, he's still banging in goals. Right? He's thirty six. Right? You got to understand. I'm a Messi's Messi's good too. He's Messi's I think 30, 33. and so he's still in a banging in goals too. So we got to really give props to both you know both of these players. You know, they it shows how much time they put into their bodies uh, in order to develop that longevity and to you know play at a really top level, even at their ages. So, you know, it it, it props to you know both Messi and Ronaldo. That's fair. Yeah. All right, moving on, we have uh, Musa Dembele fainting. Fainting. That's a pretty weird wow, uh, video, bro. That was that was creepy. <laughs> that was. Yes, that was creepy. He was just stretching his leg, and he just fell backwards. <laughs> imagine, imagine if I, I would have freaked. I would have ran the other direction, but I was so weird. COVID, he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. He, he he just bent bent over to like stretch his legs, and he just fell backwards. And his leg kept like He was twitching. Yeah, it was over here. Like no, 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 it was like twitching, bro. But uh, I, I think it's like low blood pressure or something. I think that's the case, and uh, uh, I, I think he, he should be good to go. He should be, he should be, uh, he should come back. And yeah, it, it's yeah, not that yeah. serious. No cancer, no nothing. Thankfully, and yeah. Yep, pretty much. All right. So then, moving on to our final interesting development, we have Sergio Aguero deciding to leave Man City. Wow. Yeah, uh, and. I, I, feel, I feel like it's the correct time for Sergio Aguero to move on to Man City. He's Obviously, been injured for so long. Yeah, he's been injured for the injuries been plaguing him, and Man City. They, I mean, they've got Jesus. Yeah, Jesus moving on to his prime. So I think it was good that Sergio Aguero is moving moving on from Man City. I don't think it would hurt Man City. Well, I mean, it, it somewhat would, but yeah, I mean, they've been playing for so long without him anyway. So. Exactly, and and they're, they're still banging goals. They have Riyad Mahrez, they have Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, uh, Sterling, uh, Baron Torres, Gabriel Jesus. I think they'll be fine without him. Without him, and so I think it's it's a good way to move on. He'll still for he'll still be forever known as a Man City legend. Obviously, he developed. He basically gave Man City its name. You know, when you think of Man City, you think of Sergio Aguero. He's been playing there. Yeah, the first title. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, all very true. I think he'll leave as a legend. Sad that he won't win a Champions League when he leaves, but... Totally, that's right. Happened. Oh, maybe, maybe this year. No, play one day or something. can't say that. That's still, that's still a big question mark. You can't say that, okay? <laughs> calm down, calm down. Right. That we don't know yet, okay? All right. Our final segment is predictions. In this episode, we'll be predicting the Champions League quarterfinal. Okay, so we have four games. 
Uh, first game, Man City v. Dortmund. Uh, I'll start off with a prediction. I think Man City will beat Dortmund 4-3 to three on aggregate. I'll go next. I think it will be a 3-3 three, three draw on aggregate. Dortmund wins on away goals. Okay. Um, I don't think uh, Dortmund has capacity to put that many goals in to get a draw, so I feel like it's going to be a 4-2 win for Man City. 4-2 win. All right. Okay. Moving on. Chelsea game, Porto. Chelsea Porto. Uh, I'll start off. Is a convincing 4 0 uh, win for Chelsea. I'm going yeah. to go the opposite. Porto wins. I'm not going to tell you the scoreline because yeah. I can tell you. Yeah, okay. One to two Porto win on aggregate. One to two Porto win on aggregate. I don't think Chelsea will put that many goals in, but I feel like considering the Premier League runs, they will get like maybe a 1 0 aggregate or 2 0 aggregate win because Porto defensively, defensively have been great. So they will be a tough team to get goals against. But I think mm-hmm. Chelsea will eventually. Put some in. Okay. And the next game, which Tatis and I are definitely looking for, look, yeah, looking out for, is Real Madrid versus Liverpool. And before we mention, before we mention our predictions, we have a bet, okay? So if Real Madrid wins, then I have to go on my Instagram and I have to announce, oh, follow me on Instagram, Christian 9 I have to go on Instagram and I have to say that Liverpool is the best team in the world. And I think if uh, no, 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 no. If Real Madrid wins, no, 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 no. If Liverpool wins, I have That's to go on Instagram. Real wins, what I want to do is wear a shirt. Uh, one day is cool. I have to put on my shirt. Real Madrid is better than Liverpool. The whole day. Yeah. The whole day. He has to wear the shirt the whole day. If anyone, if anyone asks, and everyone knows that he's a Liverpool fan, so he has to explain everything. And so, yeah. That's yeah, her best. I don't have I'm a Liverpool fan on there because I don't want yeah. people think I'm a Real Madrid fan. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the final game of the quarterfinals, definitely something, another game that I'm looking for just because it's interesting. Bayern v. PSG, the repeat, the Champions League final repeat. Uh, I'm going to say, even, I mean, P- PSG has been really, really sus. Like, I don't know what's going on with PSG, okay? So I'm going to say, like, I don't know if it would be a convincing win, but probably like a 5-3 win on aggregate for Bayern. Yeah. Uh, I think if we're going to do the uh, – the Predictions for Liverpool and uh, Real. Oh, we didn't do predictions for Liverpool. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well. Oh, yeah, so predictions for Liverpool. Um, I, I'll say, oh, come on, bro. Real Madrid, 3-1 on aggregate, bro. <laughs> All right, 3-1 All right, aggregate. Liverpool, 4-0 on aggregate. Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, as a Barca fan, I can't support Real Madrid. But Liverpool has been doing okay in Champions League. Uh, Premier League, there looks like they're starting to build up. So, Liverpool, I don't know, 2-0, 3-0 on aggregate. What? Okay. All right, now the final Um, I'll say mine. So, uh, Goku said five three Bayern. I'm gonna go bigger. Go home eight two Bayern. Repeat. <laughs> Why would you do that? What about you, Real, Real, Real versus Liverpool? No, I'm talking about Bayern PSG. Yeah, we're talking about Real versus Liverpool. We forgot to do Real versus Liverpool. Yeah, I, I, I know we did our predictions. You said you said three one. I said no four nil. Sadiq said three nil. Okay. So, yeah, Bayern versus PSG, you're going to do A2? Yeah, go big or go home. <laughs> All right. Bayern, actually, it's going to be like around 4 4 now, to 3 now, to be honest. 4-0? Three, three, okay. Okay. That wraps up our episode for Under Review for today. I hope you, all, you guys enjoyed it made it to the end. Share as much as possible. And until next time, goodbye.